I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift, the online cycling platform that makes training fun. Here with Benji, we're going to Budapest in four days. I'm scared. I'm underprepared. But we have Romandy first. We had the prologue yesterday where Ethan Hayter, Took the leader's jersey, confirmed. He is a great time trialist, first world to a win today. Uphill finish, punchy sort of. How would you categorize this? Is this a puncher's finish, Benji? I think it is. Like it's it's 100 meters in about 1,500 meters latitude. I've not described that well. But it's like <laughs> one and a half K, six, seven percent. It's a puncher's finish. Is the kind of stage that. Oh, a year and a half ago, we would have said a Michael Matthews stage. And about half a year ago, we would have said a Magnus Gold stage. And today, it would have been a, an Ethan Hatred stage on paper. Yep. So that's the evolution of these kind of stages over the last two years. And that's how it played out. You look at the profile for 182 Ks from La Grande Baroche to Ramon, and it's healy all day. You're like, oh, well, 7 Ks, 4%, 2 Ks, 6%. Maybe a team can try something. Absolutely not. A break went away with... Uh, Covetous rider, some rider from the Swiss team, and it was Ineos at the front controlling for a lot of this stage. And it was technical. What, what did you think Ineos' plan was? Hater was the favorite, Benji, in the bookies. Three to one, uh, two to one, three dollars. Like they seemed to be riding for him, but he was at the back for the whole stage. Yeah, it's the usual hater behavior in the peloton it seems to me yes they were controlling the breakaway the breakaway never got more than two minutes and a half three minutes towards the uh last 40-ish 50 kilometers of this stage so as a consequence you know that the break is likely going to be caught once we get to the final ones the teams that all feel like they can get something out of this start prepping and start moving to the front into these nervous sections and so forth on these hills into these ascents and try and get their sprinters to the front but like you said Ethan Hater at the back, and it's a thing we've seen all damn year, and even last year as well. He stays at the back despite his team being at the front, and it's not like it's like 20 riders from the back. It's like in the last few positions of the peloton, and then I'd argue that it doesn't even help you that much when it comes to energy if you're like literally one of the last in the peloton, or am I wrong in that? No, you're 100% right. Like he's getting the full yo-yo effect, and we saw in Paranese, he was having to sprint back on quite often. So, no, it's not efficient back there either. And I don't know what the reason is. Uh, it's it's like it's gotten worse. You have to remember uh, Hater was, I mean, how many years has he been riding? So he was a stagiaire in 2018 and then 2019. I can't see anything. But 2020, he was racing. Ah, he did Liège, he did Flesh, he did. He won Giro de Lapinino in 2020, 2021. He did Tour of Britain, Andalusia, he did well. Algarve, he did well. Settimana. But still, at World Tour level, not really competitive. Tour of Norway, though, had big hitters. 
It seems to have gotten worse this year, Benji, which is the concerning thing for me. So, like, what do you what do you think the reason is for it? Is it simple that he just isn't comfortable riding in the bunch? I would dare to think so. He's got a strike background with medicine and so forth, and perhaps the peloton feeling is not something he likes completely, and therefore he stays at the back. And perhaps that's something that you can learn over time. I don't know that. What do you think in that? Do you think that, for example, let's say Remco's descending in the past was not perfect. His reaction speed in the sense is still not amazing either for Remco, but his ascending has gotten better over the last year. And then we look at Ethan Hate with his positioning. Is positioning something that you can learn over time and get better at? I'm not sure if it's a handling thing. I don't think like the guy has terrible reactions. So physiologically, he has an issue. I think it's a mental thing. And I assume, like, it's obvious after Paranese, I assume Ineos are not oblivious to it and they're taking steps to address it because you, this is not a guy where, oh, well, he, he's a domestique on other days. It, it's not a really big deal. No, 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 no. He is the favorite for this stage. You set up shop chasing the break so he can win this stage. You cannot ride for a guy trying to win stages in big races if they hang at the back like that um so yeah i don't know i assume they're going to try and work through it they'll know better than i steve cummings probably not the ideal person to give him advice on it in your ds <laughs> um maybe he told him that's the safest place to run the bunch and that's why it's gotten worse i don't know but it is it is a shame huge talent huge kick uh and i hope he can fix it and he gets back into into the mix because the inevitable happened this is why we've dwelled on this so much Benji and I were talking about it. Two minutes later, there's a crash, and he's caught behind it and then involved in it, goes down pretty hard, took a while to get up. I'm not sure if he's finished the stage. I assume he did. I saw them putting him back on the bike, but that's what can happen, Benji. And, yeah, it's uh, it's a shame. So what did you see from Ineos? Oh, sorry, any last thoughts from you on it? Are you is someone like Plap, who's maybe not so great straight away, but it's improving, are you less concerned about a guy in his Neo Pro year being a bit uncomfortable? Yeah, certainly. And I think that my take on the hater crashes, it sucks that we see him crash. I hope he has no injuries from this crash. Let that be clear. No one deserves to crash, but it's his own damn fault that he's in the position that was vulnerable to that crash happening ahead of him while his entire team was at the front as simple as that that's my take on that and i do feel like it's his fault that he was caught up in the crash and perhaps that's harsh to say but i feel like uh yeah that's the truth here but like you said Ineos went to the front then i feel like directly after the crash they were at the front and they slowed down a tiny bit in this uh descent that just came after but the stress in the peloton kept going because other teams started moving around left and right as well and i think it was the team of michael woods and paddy bevan and fulsang as well israel that started moving moving up on the right as well or did you see something else from Ineos as well yeah, Ineos moving Plap up, getting a line, and then Israel, as you said, moving up next to them, Bahrain with Luis Leon Sanchez ahead of Dylan Turns, who now with Hater out is the favorite for the stage. Ineos going for a first priority, making sure Thomas doesn't crash, keeping him safe in this technical uh, nervous section, and B, maybe Thomas yeah, can try something on this stage. Uh, we got Vlasov here, Bevan, Woods, 
Rowan Dennis is in the, I think, points jersey. He came second at the TT yesterday, and it looked like Jumbo Visma riding for him on GC. Hersink on the front, keeping Dennis out of trouble all day as well. Before we get into the finale, our show partner Zwift, as I said, the online cycling platform that makes training fun. We've mentioned it before, Benji's preparing on Zwift for riding his first coal this year outdoors but first he's going to do it i believe on zwift on the alp climb on zwift which is i think harder than most outdoor clients personally doing it uh on zwift it's a brute but what climb do you want to do benji outdoors well first of all i want to say that one good part about doing it on zwift first is that i might be able to live stream it and that might give fun content for people to see me suffering on the internet on zwift i think that's a good idea but towards the end of the year, you're right. I don't know if it's going to be towards the end of the year. We haven't decided completely yet, but I'd love to do a climb outside. And I want to do like a high profile climb. I have not decided which climb yet. And that's where I'd argue you could come in and you could drop your recommendations below in the comment sections or on Twitter at us at the Lantern Rouge CP account. I'd love to hear your takes on which climb I should take on as my first climb. Let it be clear. My fitness level is currently not ready to ride up that climb but I'll try and be ready by the time we reach that climb and that moment in the air. Not yeah, Calder Gallina near my house. I have a climb near my house, three and a half k's away. It's I think they used it in Vuelta, Pagaccio on the stage in 2019. It is disgusting. And it's good to actually, using the Alp, I do 20-minute intervals on that on Zwift. All right, going into the finale, we have the Remy Cavagna Catalunya attack, the patented 5Ks to go, Bit of, no, bit of nothing in the peloton. Break was called ages ago. Cavani goes, they give him 10 seconds, and then they bring it straight back. Israel pacing, I think going for Woods on this stage. You saw Fulsang pacing. I disagree with it. Israel should try and double stack Woods and Fulsang on GC here. I don't think either of them are winning. Probably neither on the podium, but they need points from a guy in fifth and seventh. I don't think they should sacrifice Fulsang. We go into the finish, and it's Rowan. Ennis Benji kicking early and I was like what is going on Thomas had been on the front Dennis drops him turns Vlasov's out of position he or she was couldn't keep his wheel I haven't seen a Rowan Dennis like this in 18 months longer yeah, agreed. And it seemed like he was reacting at first to an attack by Ayuso that was very like spicy. And then Ayuso kind of disappeared when Dennis went over him on that climb. And that Dennis move, like when Dennis was on the wheel, I was like, is that Dennis? That can't be Dennis. And then it took like another 30 seconds before I realized Dennis is doing this. And it wasn't like he was actually like doing a just following those attacks. He had proper punch and he was riding away from the others. And at a certain point, he made a gap of two seconds perhaps three seconds at a certain point. Then we saw that he had a corner ahead. And going into the last 300 meters, I was like, Rohan Dennis has this. Rohan Dennis is going to win a stage with a punchy finish in a Tour de Romandie, something I would have never written him down for in a million years. But then someone came up behind him, the villain of the story, <laughs> the bad man of the day. Who was it? Dylan Turns, the man who I think still probably is going to have nightmares about Liège in the form of his life. Just reeled Dennis back in. You could see Dennis, he'd shot his shot early and he was just trying to hold on. It was a second at 100 metres. Turns drawing in at 50 and Turns nailed him 
on the line to win the stage. They're both on the same time. Dennis still takes the bonus seconds, but turns wins. You know, that'll be bittersweet after Liège. Incredible form from that man. Dennis second, takes six bonus seconds though. Here she third on now. Well, basically everyone's on two seconds uh, from the GC guys. Just looking quickly, I'm trying to see anyone that. Um, no one's jumping off the page except maybe Tiberi, I thought might sneak a result. But like Thomas, Ayuso, O'Connor, Caruso, Hermans, Vlasov, Groschartner, all on six seconds. Woods on. Woods came 22nd after Israel were chasing. Uh, McNulty also was good on a finish like this in Dauphiné. He came third last year behind Aaron Baru, the guru, and Colbrelli. But uh, Dennis goes into the... The GC lead, Benji. He's got a 14-second gap on Groschartner and Thomas, and I think he's seriously focused on GC here. Am I misremembering? Was he at Romandy last year with Thomas, and I kind of feel like that was the race he thought he'd get a GC chance for and it didn't work out, and I think he's trying to prove a point, and he's extra motivated here. Probably, but I also remember him crashing in a descent and then the day after being slower in a descent time trial or in a descent of a time trial that was raining or something. And I remember something with rain, crashing and time trials from Romandy last year. But let's be honest, I locked that memory of Romandy far, far away in my (laughs) head because it was not necessarily the most interesting race of the year. But I remember something like that at which he... uh, in the end, just didn't have a great time trial as well, if I recall correctly. So I think that's part of the reason, but there's probably something in there where he wants to prove himself at Yambo, and he's certainly doing it, in my opinion, was very vital in the uh, work that he did at Paris-Nice as well when it comes to Roglic, was one of the stronger domestiques there outside of Outfinard on the final climbing stage. And then he's got second and second on two stages. So I guess it's... uh, an inevitable fact that he's going to come second again tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's another kind of misc stage. It's not as big an uphill finish, but it's rolling all day. Wouldn't surprise me if a breakaway wins. There have been now riders just looking. Uh, they've lost a little bit more time. So, as I said, someone like a Tiberi, although he's on one minute, um, there's riders, a whole host of them on 10 minutes, like Van Hoeker, uh, Catania. Uh, Valentin Parry Pantra, Versheva, Jan Maas, yeah, Chris Room. Do we know how many of those were actually involved in the crash or were behind because of the crash? Because I think that's a difficult thing to see now in today's stage, for example. Who lost time because of the crash and who lost time because they were behind? Oh, yeah, true. Ooh, that's the big one for Kofidis in points. He lost 11 minutes today. But yeah, I think. I don't think all of them were badly injured. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like the Liège crash. I think most of them were just caught up and it never caught back up. I think we'll see a decent break tomorrow and I think the break will win. James Knox, I would really like to see um, bounce back into form. Bob Jungle's on 11 minutes. Uh, who have you got? I think break, Benji. Why would Yumbo pace all day? Dennis won't be the favorite for this finish. I agree. They surely wouldn't need to like carry it, the race on their shoulders here. Yes, they can put a tempo at the front, but a fake tempo in the break and win if it's an undangerous breakaway, of course. And even if like a rider from the Swiss national team that's also at the start here ends up being in that breakaway, it's not a dangerous thing. Like they can let them go. And honestly, 
I'd love to see a rider like a content by share or even a rider from that Switzerland team. Like we spoke off off podcast yesterday about Matthias Flügiger. He's that dude that came second at the Mount or was it second at Mountain Bike Olympics? Yeah, second behind Peacock, I think. Wouldn't that be fun to see? Like it's well, yeah, unlikely, they're, but they're motivated. They are we're in the breakaway with two riders today. And it looked like they were with three because the coffee the shirt is exactly the same damn shirt, but without a white cross on it. So I don't know. I, uh, I'd love to see a rider from that team do something in the breakaway and actually reach something in this Tour de Swiss, uh, Romandy. It's, it's all the same. <laughs> I'm going with Harry Sweeney because I'm obligated to because he's Australian. I like his sort of versatility. It's a misc stage. Maybe the climbs are too hard and it will suit someone more like uh, Catania and James Knox. Uh, Bob Jungels in his heyday from the break would obviously. Stefan, yeah? Yeah. He really blew up quickly. <laughs> I don't like him on the climbs. Uh, yeah, I see your point, but yeah. Um, Shackman's on five minutes, Benji. Like, Weird, huh? He's in bad shape, I think. It must be. Or the crash. Mm, I thought he was in the group. Maybe you're right. But yeah, so many riders have lost time. I think it's break. I think it's break all day tomorrow. Um, unless for some reason UAE think Gaviria can win the sprint and want to pace all day, uh, I would suggest that's a big effort. Uh, Pasher Benji's a bit too close on GCs on 33 seconds, unfortunately. Uh, F in the chat. That's very unfortunate. I, um, I'll have to go with someone like uh, a volunteer by the band or something instead. Then. Yeah. Or Sandra May also I like. Yeah. Nah, he's washed. No, nah, he's good punchy. He's from No. <laughs> Dennis Benji, who do you think's favorite for GC now after what you saw out of Dennis today? Because Thomas got he dropped pretty much off the wheel. We've got that 10k 8% in the mountain time trial. Is Dennis now the favorite? I've bound my contract to the Yuzo squad yesterday by announcing oh, that he would win GC. So I'm forced to announcing him as the uh, eventual winner of this race. I think a lot is still to be decided. I think Dennis is looking good, but it also won't be easy for him to win this. There's so many riders that will try and attack him left and right. I think Yuzo is one of those riders that is very aggressive and it might even come to the cost of a Yuzo in the end, but it might also ruin Dennis, which then leads to an opportunity for a rider like Ben O'Connor or something to get something out of this. So, like, there's so many options, so many riders that could still do something here that there's plenty of people that can still win this. Even Thomas is still in the cards, I dare to say. And, like, Bahrain have Caruso on 26, Mater on 31, Yumba have got Koos and Kreisvark and Hessink, but there's some teams with multiple cards to play who have strong climbers on GC who can try and put Dennis Turns? under pressure. Turns? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think he I think he has he won a mount he won Planche de Belfi. That wasn't was that from the break in the tour on or from the G C group? Breakway ahead of uh, some Italian guy at Trek, I think. Okay. If I vaguely remember it. We've not yet seen Turns winning a mountaintop finish. Someone's going to pull it out of his Palmares, I'm sure, against like a proper GC group. On the second to last stage, can he actually win that? I kind of think, yes, it's stepped. There's some <laughs> breaks in it. So, And also, we don't have Roglic, Pogacar, et cetera, here. But yeah, Romandy, I'm enjoying it more than last year. I don't know why. Maybe because it was just Dennis throwing up an interesting... Um, I'm trying to think of a metaphor and I can't think of one. Dennis made the end of this stage interesting. Um, but yeah, hope no one was too hurt in the crash. We'll see. I would have said Ineos would pace for Hater in the sprint tomorrow and drop Gaviria. 
but I'm not sure that will be the case. But yeah, we'll come back tomorrow with a recap as well as, let's see, maybe some relegation talk. We'll talk about Israel. We talked about Lotto yesterday. We'll prepare maybe some comments on Israel. Thanks as always for listening. Really appreciate it. And we'll uh, see you with the recap tomorrow. Ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 